and welcome to the Executive Security Podcast, where we talk to CISOs and other leaders in cybersecurity about the careers in this industry, specifically how to get into it and how to advance. My name is Gene Fay, the CEO of ThreadX, an API and application security company, and the host of the Executive Security Podcast. Today, we are joined by Harris Polaranos, CEO of Hack the Box. Good afternoon, Harris. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. Thank you. And you? I'm doing well. Well, thank you I'm, very much for inviting me. Well, we're excited to have you. You've got a very hot company. Our employees uh, love your product, and I, I really think our listeners are going to be excited about this. For those that don't know, uh, Harris has the joy of living in Greece, uh, one of my favorite places to visit. I'm in the beautiful uh, state of Massachusetts in Boston today. So uh, I said we should have flown to. Uh, Greece and uh, spent the week working on this podcast, but my CFO wouldn't approve it. So we'll we'll do it virtual. <laughs> Better than uh, nothing, but uh, yeah. Next time, please feel free to visit. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's jump into the questions. So Harris, uh, you know, before we talk about Hack the Box, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your journey and how you ended up in the cybersecurity field? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I started uh, working on uh, ethical hacking. I wouldn't say working. Uh, I'd say my hobby was ethical hacking when I was a kid. And that uh, goes back more than 25 years. Well, you look a lot younger for our listeners yeah. that don't uh, see him. He looks much younger than you. He must have started at 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I started, Google didn't exist. It was like uh, Lico, Salta, Vista, mm. the old days. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed a lot uh, ethical hacking because... Uh, uh, of my nature to experiment and explore and uh, understand how things work. As I've reached, uh, you know, the age to be employed by an organization, cybersecurity was not even, a, you know, a profession you could follow. There was no pen testers or uh, cybersecurity engineers. So I followed a very long career in uh, IT engineering uh, until uh, the latest years of my career where uh, cybersecurity was getting very, very hot Mm. Especially in Greece. In Greece, we have a small lag compared to the global industry. Mm -hmm. What drove transformation and necessity for cybersecurity in Greece initially was uh, GDPR, which is the privacy mm -hmm. law. Sure. Uh, so this was a good opportunity for me to pivot back to cybersecurity, which is what I initially uh, loved. To pivot back, I, I remembered my very early days. How do you learn about hacking? By hacking stuff. You just experiment, hands-on. That wasn't easy to find back in 2017. There were a few exceptions, quite expensive though. So I did a few trainings, uh, I passed a few certifications, and I realized that this is not the optimal way to cultivate the mindset that hackers have, this out-of-the-box thinking, this uh, perseverance that you have to develop in order to actually achieve your goals. And uh, that's how Hack the Box was uh, born. It wasn't a, let's make a business to become millionaires exercise. It was, uh, you know, this thing is, this is how I would want to be trained in my life. This is how I would want to enter the cybersecurity realm. And uh, I'm just going to build it for me. <laughs> and uh, through that process, I will see uh, if anyone else, uh, you know, shares the same opinion. So I created Hack the Box. The only promotion, let's say, that I did was that I posted the link to the website in a group in Facebook. And uh, it skyrocketed. Yeah. It started having more and more people. What I also did was that I introduced a lot of uh, social elements in the platform. So you could interact with each other. You could compete. You could exchange ideas. Again, primarily because I wanted to meet more people that have 
share the same mindset as me and uh, network in my new, let's say, uh, career path. Since then, we bootstrapped the company for uh, two years mm. from a community. Basically, we transitioned into a company again out of necessity because costs were uh, were rising uh, pretty fast. You know, initially it was like, uh, let's say, 50 to 100 dollars to maintain the initial infrastructure, but the more users you get, right. the more <laughs> the cost becomes up. real, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, while the cost became more and more real, my salary stayed the same because I was still working in a company, okay? So at some point, it became uh, problematic. I couldn't maintain it. And that's how the commercial aspect of Hack the Box was born because we had to maintain and increase our uh, server usage. We actually ran the company with profitability for the first two years with this consumer uh, revenue that we were generating. Yeah. While working at our day jobs, so me, the two co-founders, which I've met uh, through my cybersecurity career, James, one of my co-founders, was actually a player in Hack the Box. That's how we met. And I was monitoring him. He had a very good uh, name in cybersecurity overall. And while he finished all challenges back then, he continued interacting with other members. He continued helping. And uh, at some point, he hacked something that wasn't meant to be hacked. And uh, obviously... (laughs) He reported it immediately to me, but, you know, I found this, but I don't think this is intended, so we should fix it. And uh, that's how we started our relationship. And uh, after a few weeks, I think I proposed to him to, you know, become one of the co-founders, if he could be also so kind to provide his home address to as a business address. <laughs> and that's a secret. That's not easy to get out of uh, pen tester. So uh, that's great. I mean, what a wonderful story. And I, I think what's so intriguing to me is uh, many times, even in my career, I was offered by a VC to, to give me $4 million to start a company. And I said, I, I don't have an idea. If you gave me a whiteboard right now, I don't what I don't know what I'd put up there. He said, "Well, with four million bucks, you can buy a lot of whiteboards." I said, "Yeah, but I like I don't think that's how a company starts." And I think you're the antithesis of that, which is you started something out of your own passion. You saw a need in the marketplace. You were willing to do it for free, and we're not looking at the commercial aspects of it or the equity aspects of it or any of that stuff. It was about building something that was a valuable asset to yourself. And then, hey, other people found interest to that and and finding your partners. I think it's just such an authentic story of what success can look like. Uh, So for those of our listeners that are thinking about starting a company, it's uh, don't think about the equity or the outcome. You think about the problem you're trying to solve and the, the passion you can build behind it. And hey, those other things naturally flow through it. So that's really cool. Exactly. What I usually say is that money is a byproduct. Yes. You always focus on the on the mission and the vision and everything else just comes naturally. You don't have to pursue them. Absolutely. And I think you hit on this a little bit, but you know, what would you describe somebody saying, like, what's the mission of Hack the Box today? In Hack the Box, we want to narrow down the demand gap in uh, cybersecurity experts. There's a huge gap right now. Huge I think it gap. should be around 3.4 million That's globally. That's right here, yeah. Yeah, more than 700K only in US. So it's huge. More cybersecurity professionals, yes, are needed, definitely. The demand will keep uh, rising, in my opinion. I agree. We see more cybersecurity needs. And sometimes, especially in uh, new founded companies, you see that while you might not need IT skills, uh, generic IT engineering, because everything is cloud and SaaS, you still need cybersecurity experts at some point to mm-hmm. make sure that those infrastructures are are safe. 
No, that's awesome. So I love this. And I can't say I'm a big fan of your product, but our company is. So I'm a sales and marketing guy and I play technology on the side. So one of our ThreadXers, uh, who's a massive fan, told us about the early days of the company. And to use, even to register for an account, they had to hack their way into finding a token. T can you tell us a little <laughs> bit about that? That's so cool. Yeah, that was uh, quite funny. And uh, that actually created more... Uh committed uh, players because you invest something from the very beginning. As we said, you have to hack your way in. It was a mm -hmm. challenge where you had to have supposedly an invite code, but no one could generate such a code. And you had to drill through the front-end code, find a, an API endpoint somewhere. It was quite funny because there was no front-end website. You just entered the URL and you were just entered the invite code to enter. That was the entire front-end site that we had. It was quite funny also that in the beginning, we didn't want people to cheat, okay? And you always uh, solutions were coming to YouTube, okay, how to hack your way in and hack the box, etc. And uh, we had to constantly tweak the process, the challenge. So it's, let's say, cheat-proof. <laughs> but eventually, okay, as you know, now we've removed that challenge. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's also kind of an interesting... Uh... You guys weren't thinking about it from a purely marketing perspective, but that fear of missing out that you created, it's kind of like, again, I'm old enough to remember when getting a Gmail email account was a big deal and you had to be invited, right? Yes, I got yes. genefay.com, so I was so pumped about that. I have the same. I have my name without numbers, without anything, yeah, because exactly. yeah, I was one of the very first. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm old enough to actually own genefay.com, if you can believe that. But anyway, that's a total aside. But I think that fear of missing out that you created your own society of people, people want to be members of that society. It's a really cool thing. And and also it, it plays to like, hey, if you're not able to do this, you got to go get the chops to be able to do it. But I, I think it's just a, it's a great marketing angle to do this. And even if you cheat, you've spent some time yeah, exactly. creating an account. Yeah, that's wonderful. So your mission is the same mission I have for this podcast. You know, it is about trying to fill these 3.4 million positions. So I, I think about it from helping our corporate clients, but equally, I think about the thousands of people out there that are looking for jobs. I mean, we we just opened, uh, we posted a cybersecurity uh, SOC position, entry-level position, and we got 4,000 applications. So I'm like, shit, like what, what's missing here? Like our company of 54 employees, we post an entry-level position and we get 4,000 applications, but yet there's 3.4 million open positions in the world. Like, there's a mismatch because there's plenty of people coming out of the military. There's plenty of people that maybe don't even have a high school education, but have a passion for this, but they can't figure out how to get in. So, you know, training seems to be the missing piece and helping people to get those required skill and the training to get them in the door. So how can Hack the Box help entry-level people get some chops so that they can rise above and get interviews and more importantly, get jobs in this field where we know there's open positions, but yet there's a dearth of 4,000 people who want to work for our little company. Well, through Hack the Box, uh, the good thing is that uh, the more you interact, the more you build your profile. So, uh, and you build your rank, uh, and we have a very, very detailed profile where uh, you can showcase the specific skills that you're good at. So by investing time and training, or I would say upskilling uh, through Hack the Box, you are also investing in yourself uh, by acquiring the knowledge, but also in your uh, online presence, let's say, where you can uh, use it afterwards uh, to land a job. It's like a live CV 
Okay, imagine, let's say, your LinkedIn profile, but instead of just typing in your uh, experience and your skill set, you have to prove your experience and your skill set. And this is constantly right. being built up the more yes. you utilize Hack the Box. And is there a cost associated with getting started today? How do you have it structured for our listeners that aren't familiar? They're going to hit the website. You can once. start for free and there is, there is tons of free content. So you can practically just remain a free user and you will always uh, have something fresh to do. If you want to get more serious, uh, we have some uh, consumer plans which are uh, in the range of a Netflix subscription, so nothing too too expensive. Right. And for uh, enterprise customers, we are obviously offer a, a totally different suite of products. Yeah, well, that seems very reasonable. And I always encourage our listeners, they've got to be a little skeptical at times uh, because unfortunately the people see there's 4,000 applications and they're they're throwing out all sorts of very, very expensive training programs and this and that, which can cost people. I, I've heard you know somebody coming out of the military spending three, $4,000 on a certification that was bullshit. Mm -hmm. I want to just encourage our listeners to go to Hack the Box, sign up. Uh, this is a very reputable company, very hot company. Enterprises uh, want to see what your Hack the Box CV looks like. So I just want to help to, you know, you guys don't need any validation from little old me, but for our listeners that aren't familiar with it, I'm going to give it the gold stamp of approval. So last question, you told us a story about one of your employees who didn't finish high school. So can you share a little bit about that story? You summed up the story pretty much, but this is Spanish broader that, uh, you know, we have to rethink the way we hire overall. Right. Uh, in our case, we just looked for talent, and I was very lucky to be a coach of the national cybersecurity team here in Greece. Mm. And through that team, uh, I've met various talents, one of them being the person that uh, you described, that practically haven't even finished uh, high school. But mm. he was and he is exceptional on, uh, on cybersecurity. Exceptional. One of the best professionals that I have right now. I remembered him since my coaching days. And uh, on the first opportunity that uh, the company was formed, I reached out, I hired him, and now he's leading a huge department. Wow. Still being hands-on. And one of the most successful departments that's actually responsible for uh, the pillar events that we do each year, uh, okay. which are our uh, pillar capture the flag events. We do yeah. one for uh, individuals called uh, Cyber Apocalypse that anyone can join, one for universities and one for uh, enterprises. Love it. That's so cool. That must make you feel really good that you gave somebody an opportunity and uh, just see them execute and uh, see them. It does. Rise. It does. And uh, it's also a successful, a very successful case. So it's that's amazing. And th there are many cases like that. That's why I'm saying that we have to rethink the way we hire, especially I, I, cybersecurity I, professionals. Harris, we're brothers from another mother because I have the same feeling and mission about that. I mean, we've had a hairstylist in our sock who's just an awesome, awesome employee. She made a career change. Uh, we got a gentleman that worked at Best Buy, uh, which is a large appliance store and uh, computer store in the U.S. and absolutely crushing it. When I think about it from a hiring perspective, and I'll focus on the global 500 companies and maybe the global mm -hmm. 2000 companies, like they have a responsibility to help these 4,000 applications and these thousand, you know, there, I think there's millions of people out there trying to find jobs. And yet we, yes. as hiring managers, 
we put these, I want 10 years of experience for this entry-level position. And then I wonder why I can't find a quote-unquote qualified candidate. Or a university degree or XYZ certification. Yes. Exactly. You could easily hire, okay, obviously you have to assess the soft skills, but then by practical assessments, Mm-hmm. You can pinpoint the talent. And there are many people that have no certifications at all, no university degrees, and they are far more skilled than others with both. So it's just a, ma- a matter of focusing on what you really need and finding the right talent for that, excluding all check boxes, because the HR has to filter somehow. Yes. Right. But if you filter with, uh, you know, based on uh, CV uh, line items like uh, university degree, as you said, experience, yeah. etc., you miss out uh, on a lot of uh, great talent. I totally agree. And I think the platform that you've built at Hack the Box is going to help many corporations. It probably already is helping many, many corporations determine uh, skill set. So forget the university degree, forget this, forget that. Like, hey, here's a way to see, like somebody says they have the chops and they have the capabilities. Okay, let's see what their Hack the Box CV looks like. So that's just a great uh, story. Harris, I, I knew you'd be a great client. Uh, we were, we've been looking forward to this. It took a little while to get it scheduled, but uh, so happy to have you as a guest today. And for our listeners, please uh, get on Hack the Box if you're not on there and start building your virtual credibility uh, by doing the uh, the different activities they have on, on the website. And so thank you again, Harris, uh, for joining us today. As a reminder to our listeners looking to up their cybersecurity skills, you can get one year free of content of cybersecurity training by going to the ThreatX Academy using the promo code podcast. ThreatX Academy covers a wide variety of cybersecurity topics. You can learn more by going to academy.threadx.com. Also check out one of our latest episodes uh, where our, our colleague Neil Wetzel from that leads our SOC discusses what cybersecurity hiring managers are looking for. Again, he's the one that got for those 4,000 applications. Uh, it's been one of our most listened to episodes Still, I'm sure people hear about Hack the Box. Lastly, if you want to learn more about API and application security, please visit our website at threadx.com. Harris, thank you again. Thank you very much. Keep building a great company and keep uh, making the world a safer place. Thank you for everything you you. and your team are doing. We appreciate it. (music) 